Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where, as you know, there's a growing number of leaders who are becoming more and more convinced that resilience is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. And if you're new with us, this is the first time you're tuning in. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Our podcast producer is my friend, Joel Limbowen, founder of On a Limb Productions. If you need a video produced or need some help getting your podcast off the ground and running or to make your podcast have a higher quality production value, check out Joel's great work at onalimproductions.com. We'll also put that link in the show notes. Well, on a previous episode, we explored the role of gratitude and resilience and their important connection. Neuroscientists, as we said last week, have found time and time again that engaging in regular practices of gratitude over a period of time actually help to rewire our brains and to be more resilient. The level of your resilience will be found at the frequency of your gratitude. Now, today we want to build upon that topic with a related topic, a little different yet also adjacent. Now, I coach dozens of leaders each month, and in those coaching sessions, we enter into a time of discovery and processing on all sorts of topics and issues that leaders want to address. Loneliness, staying sharp, how to navigate significant and tense conversations, uh, making critical decisions about the organizations or the churches that they lead. But if you ask me what the most frequent topic of conversation throughout the pandemic has been, with leaders in our coaching sessions, I would tell you it was this. This question comes up time and time again. How do I get my joy back? How do I get my joy back? When there's so much division, when it's so exhausting, when a leader feels misunderstood, when the leader is told that COVID numbers are down, but mask wearing may be here for a long time, when leaders are wondering what full entry looks like and how to lead when there's no map, How do leaders restore their joy? Now, of course, we know that happiness and joy are not the same thing. We know that joy is separate from our circumstances. We know that it's not dependent upon a feeling or experience or a thing that we can buy. But let me pause here and ask a crucial question then. If that's what joy is not, what then is joy? How would you define joy? joy in your own words. Take a moment to ponder that important question. Now, I've been thinking a great deal about joy. Recently, my family uh, rewatched the Disney Pixar film Inside Out, which explores in part the emotion of joy. But I've also spent a great deal of time studying this topic. And I've come across someone named Jim Wilder. Wilder is a neurotheologian, a term that I didn't even know existed. He's trained as both a theologian, a Christian theologian, and also as a neuroscientist. How about that for a combination, huh? Well, Wilder has been exploring what the connection between the brain and the development of faith is like. And here's what he shared in his recent book, The Other Half of the Church. Wilder quotes from Dr. Alan Shore, a professor at UCLA. In fact, Shore is known as the Einstein of psychiatry. And as far as we know, he has no faith background whatsoever, but he discovered what God already knows, that joy is the fuel in which the brain was designed to run. 
Now, here is good news. We can actually reset our default emotional state to joy. Wilder says that this happens in our brains as a response to repeated exposure to the state of gratitude. Gratitude is the on-ramp for raising joy in our lives. Ah, there it is. The connection between gratitude of last week and joy of now. In fact, Wilder calls gratitude the password to joy. You cannot be joyful if you're not grateful. Have you ever been around joyful people? They usually aren't people who complain a whole lot, are they? Think of the most joyful leader you know. My sense is they are also grateful. Joyful, grateful people are resilient. So how do we grow in the area of joy in order to be more resilient? Dr. Alan Shore continues. He says this, the human brain develops through joy and attachment. And then he gives this definition of joy, which is not anything at all what I thought a neuroscientist would give as the definition of joy. He says, joy is knowing someone is glad to be with me, that you are a sparkle in someone's eye. That's so good. I'm going to say that again. The neuroscientist, Dr. Alan Shore, said that joy, his definition of joy, is knowing someone is glad to be with you, that you are a sparkle in someone's eyes. Again, our brain is wired for joy. In relational situations, we're constantly asking these questions. Who's happy to see me here? Where do I, or what do I feel right now? Is there anyone here who understands me? How do I act like myself right now? God designed our brains to run on joy like car runs on fuel. According to Wilder, our brains desire joy more than any other thing. And joy is primarily transmitted through the face, especially the eyes, and secondarily through the voice. Joy is relational. Joy is important to God, and it is important to human beings. Now, you and I, like every other human, we seek after things that we think are going to give us joy, but don't. They're called pseudo-joy realities or pseudo-joy desires. But another word we could use for those is addiction. Food, social media, shopping, alcohol, drugs, pornography, and mindlessly, endlessly scrolling on our phones. Pseudo-joy are addictions. And joy leaks. One cause of draining joy is a lack of development around the six big emotions, sadness, anger, fear, shame, disgust, despair. And as brilliant as neurotheologian Jim Wilder is, one of the things that I loved in my study about what he was finding is this simple three-part philosophy that he's embraced for his life. Talk to God about everything. Do nothing out of fear. Love others deeply. Let me say that again. Wilder's philosophy for life is this, talk to God about everything, do nothing out of fear, love others deeply. Wilder says, God is always glad to be with us. He treats our weaknesses tenderly. He actively works for our good. In other words, God is benevolently present with us. We truly become aware that God is good only when we experience that he is always glad to be with us. Now, I know not everyone who listens to this podcast is a person of faith, and that's all right. I'm glad that you are here listening with us. But as a person of faith, I want to share this as we round third and head for home. 
and scholars of the Bible believe that one of the oldest passages in all of Scripture is something called the Aaronic Blessing. Not the Ironic Blessing, the Aaronic Blessing, because it came from Moses' brother Aaron. It's also called the Priestly Blessing. And it's the blessing that God instructed Aaron, the priest, and his sons to say over the nation of Israel. And it can be found in the book of Numbers, Numbers 6, 24 to 26. It says this, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Did you notice it? Yep. God's face shining upon you and being gracious to you, that his countenance, his face is turning toward you and lighting up. God knew from the very beginning that joy is knowing someone is glad to be with you and that you are a sparkle in someone's eye. And one of the most clear messages, the oldest message that we find in our Bibles is God wanting us to know that we are sparkle in his eye and we can live with joy. How about that? That dog will hunt. And one of the most important things in the entire world, not just in leadership, but in all of life, is to know that God's face lights up when he thinks of you. And when we truly grasp that, not just knowledge in our head, but when that reality runs wild through our bloodstream, that is the source of true joy, which deepens our gratitude. You want to grow in joy as a leader, as a human? Cultivate gratitude like we talked about last week. But two, be fully aware of the people around you who are glad to be with you and spend time with them. And three, embrace the fact that there is a God who is not aloof and distant. He's not some high school principal just wanting you, just waiting for you to step out of line so he can throw you into some sort of cosmic detention. There's a God whose face lights up when he thinks about you. Joy, gratitude, resilience, not just for leadership, but for all of life, for everyone. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for taking time out of your day, whatever you may be doing, in order to be with me. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, joy is knowing someone who is glad to be with you that you are a sparkle in someone's eye and it's deeply connected with joy. And true, joyful, grateful leaders are always the ones who are worth following. So cultivate joy and gratitude in your life so you can be the kind of resilient leader that people follow. 